Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. All right, all right, guys. Welcome to another Scams episode of Faked, where we talk about scams in popular areas around the world. And I know we are coming probably off of travel season, but I want to do it anyways, because I'm sure you're getting ready for your next uh, large trip. Maybe, I mean, I guess, yeah, this probably wouldn't be a huge place to go in the winter, but I think people still go. I think it's kind of magical, because it's actually pretty cold just all around. I think there's like a, maybe a month or two where it is not super cold. I know when we were in there, we were there uh, in August and it was 70, maybe 69. Like it was not warm at all. Anyways, let's talk about what the actual place is. We're talking about Paris, France. So we're going to talk about some of the scams there, but we're going to start off with a lot of facts. You know, I want to get you familiarized with the actual place itself before we jump into the scams, just so we can kind of paint a picture so we can see exactly what to expect when you head there. So I guess there's also a side note. Um, Some people may even just consider Paris itself a scam because there's actually something called Paris syndrome, which is something I was reading about where people actually feel disappointed after going there. And I think it's because we all have this really weird like fairy tale uh, romantic kind of expectations for the city, which I don't think holds up in the sense that we believe it to be. It's not exactly ratatouille, but um, it is what you make it. So I don't think it's that like dire. I think that's kind of an overstatement for them to be like, "Oh, this is Paris syndrome." I think that's, I think that's a little crazy. But because I, I mean, I genuinely enjoyed it. We did a lot of awesome stuff. Givenry. We did uh, the Louvre. We did Montmartre, and all of it was spectacular. Sure, there's some downsides, but we're going to talk about some of the scams just so your time there can be generally more enjoyable, you know, for just the maybe the week you're there or something like that. You don't want to to get caught up in the mess that is scams. So let's talk about some facts, okay? So there are no stop signs in Paris. You know, there's crazy drivers, but uh, they're all they're all good. They're all really, really good at driving because I didn't see one accident while we were there. So number two is the Louvre is the biggest art museum in the world. Let's talk about how many um, visitors to Paris. There is so 7.8 million visitors annually just to the Louvre. And that's not everybody that comes and visits because there are some people that just don't want to go uh, because it's, again, there's 7.8 million people coming. Some people don't like crowds. So there are like triple that of that come to Paris. I think it's like 14, maybe it's... 21. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of people. It's crazy. But, um, and, and, and we didn't even go during the busiest season. I heard during the really busy season, it's almost unbearable. So let's go on to the Notre Dame is considered Paris's point zero. I remember on our tour, the guy was talking about that that is where the Parisians, the original Parisians lived, and then everything was built out from there. It's pretty cool. So you can look into the the history there, but I want to mention a lot of these places because a lot of the scams can happen at a lot of these large places because it collects a lot of people around it, and with that comes the scammers. Um, all right, so what are some of the other ones that are interesting? So Paris has 450 parks and gardens. There are a ton, and they're all beautiful. 
at least from what I saw. Uh, we didn't go to all 450 of them, but from what I saw, beautiful. Um, and those are parks that will that you'll inevitably see some scams at. Uh, let's continue on. So the Eiffel Tower gets repainted by hand once every seven years. So you'll automatically go to the Eiffel Tower. It's pretty much a guarantee. When you go, you go to the Eiffel Tower. And with that, there are a lot of scams there. But that is so crazy that it gets repainted every seven years. I wonder if there, it takes seven years to paint it and then they just start over again. I don't know. All right, let's talk about... One more. Let's, let's grab one more really interesting fact, and then we'll move on to the actual scams. So the first photo of a person ever taken was actually in Paris. So let's talk. Let's read more into this one. This one's interesting. So Louis de Gueux was a French artist, and in 1838, it is believed that he took the first photograph of a person. So you could look that one up. And he named that, I guess at the time, de Gueux had created the first practical way to take pictures and named after himself. Which is daguerreotype. Okay, so a little full of himself, Lewis. You're a little full of yourself. But that is the first photo of a person ever taken. So let's move on to the scams. Okay, We're, that's what we came here for. Let's move into the scams. So a lot of people say, uh, is it really that bad? Are scams that bad in Paris? And I guess to really put it lightly, yes. Yes, they are. Because there are so many people that come and it is just a very different experience while you're there. I mean, Italy's pretty, you know, Italy's there, but there are a lot of big cities in Italy and a lot of highly visited cities. So they're kind of spread out, but Paris is the city. I mean, you got Nice and stuff, but that is a world away. Plus it's, it's totally different. Paris is very, very, very specific and niche. So that's why it's so bad is all of them flock to the city. All these scammers are right there. So where do you find the most scammers in Paris? That's what that's another thing we need to talk about. So the Eiffel Tower, as we mentioned before, Notre Dame, Montmartre, the that's which is the basilica up there, and then Disneyland and the Champs-Élysées. So Champs-Élysées is where we stay or Champs-Élysées, I guess, uh, is where we stayed and I did see some I guess you would call them scams. I didn't actually see them in in action, but I saw the makings of them. We watched um well, with somebody had yelled out uh, pickpocketer, so we, we did hear that, but I didn't get to see it. And then there were plenty of just people sitting down and, I don't know, it, I wish I would have done a video on this one because it seemed like a scam, but I couldn't really quite see the angle of it. But there was like an organized donation group where they would just sit and don't say anything and... I don't know. They were, it was really weird. But scam artists obviously uh, operate at the markets, bars, and of course, public transportation. Let's go over the top 13. So number one pair scam is pickpocketers. Now, I don't think this is in any sort of order of occurrence or frequency, but I do believe we're just going to go down the list. So this is obviously a classic pickpockets, uh, and it's of course no stranger to Paris. There are plenty of pickpocketers in Paris and tons of things are stolen every day, but do not get paranoid about it, okay? And believe that everyone wants to steal from you. That's that's also going to ruin your vacation. So pickpocketers are usually in crowded areas and in places where people are distracted. So bars, markets, tourist attraction, public transportation. So kind of be aware of your surroundings and know where your stuff is. So front pockets, purses, all that kind of stuff. Just make sure you're not getting distracted by by people. That's the big thing is people like to distract you and then somebody else steals from you or that person steals from you. You've seen movies and that's pretty much it. So apparently there's a new pickpocket scheme in the metro. 
So I guess um, there are many reports from travelers that got pickpocketed in the metro by a group of girls. So they created a situation of pushing and jostling while entering the metro. Their hands hidden behind a bag or a jacket. They steal a phone or a wallet and pass it quickly on to another girl who removes the cash. So the they often actually rem- they return the wallet with, uh, before the owner actually realizes it. So that's kind of part of the scam is they don't look, uh, you know, because if you're missing your wallet, then you know you have your wallet's missing. You know that. But if their cash is gone, you're not really maybe going to check your pocket. So... These, you know, that these are just one of the examples of something that could happen. Does it happen that much? I don't know, but it does seem very coordinated. Okay, so how do we avoid it? We take care of our belongings. We be aware of our surroundings and have your items safely stored. No flaunting, nothing. So, number two, cell phone theft in the metros. Okay, this is a huge scam in the metros that happens literally every day. There's a lot of videos about it, so plenty of times it's happening. So to to tourists and and locals. So while riding the metro, most passengers are checking their phone, reading the news, browsing Facebook, or playing games. So being off guard and distracted, you won't really notice the person casually walking through the carrier. And just when the alarm announces that the doors are going to close, they grab your phone and they run off with it. So the doors then closed, your phone is gone, you've got no chance to catch the thief. So Maybe be aware at that particular time. So make sure you're listening to when these stops are and don't have your phone out or headphones. That's another one I've seen people do is they just rip the headphones off your head. If they're expensive Bluetooth headphones, then, hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're going to use your phone, so that's not really a way to avoid it. So, but you'll find this on public transportation. So that's something to look out for. Number three is fake taxis at airports and train stations. We talked about this. So when you arrive in Paris by plane, you will be approached. Well, I should reference, we talked about this in my TikTok account. So if you go to TikTok, faked faked podcast, it has a bunch of stuff on this, um, especially with fake taxis, airport scams, train scams. But when you get there, if you need a taxi or a private driver to Paris, chances are that you'll need one and... Obviously, there are people that are not legitimate taxi drivers. They're just chilling around, and they're going to scam you in the sense they're going to they probably get you to the destination or at least halfway there and then charge you an, like an outrageous price. I mean, 10 times what anybody else would charge you. So uh, we had private drivers set up, and I think Uber maybe might be there. I think Uber might be there. I can't remember if they were lobbied out or not because most of the time they're lobbied out because... There are a ton of taxis there, a ton. So you got to look for the legitimate line. There's a taxi line. Just you got to do that, okay? And then there's fixed prices. Uh, There's a lot of fixed prices. So um, check on the fixed prices. Make sure you know the price before you're going. So that's another one that's indicative of it. So if somebody is fake, they're not going to be, oh, don't worry. Just hop hop in the car, and then we will figure it out on the way there. That's That's when you say, um, see you later. I'm going to go find a real cab. So, uh, just, yeah, don't accept a, a ride from someone who is approaching you. That's a big thing is these taxis know they're getting business. They don't need to approach you. Okay. So, um, a lot of, and then just kind of a side note is most scammers in Paris actually are a part of a bigger organization and rarely act alone. So if someone asks you is like to sign a petition, Um, and you give them some coins, their accomplice might observe the scene and steal your wallet later, not knowing where you stored it. So if you hear an announcement on the Metro that pickpockets are around, don't check if your wallet is still in the place. Someone might observe the platform for exactly this gesture to see exactly where you're keeping it. So don't 
instantly try to go for your wallet, maybe be a little coy about it, but that's something that scammers are actually looking for, even though it's supposed to be there to help you out. Okay, so let's move on to the Paris ring scam. So I guess um, let's, let's read this. There's like a Here's a documentation of somebody who actually experienced it. So my husband and I were walking along the river near Notre Dame on a cold December afternoon in Paris when a man sped past and then bent down to pick something up right in front of us. He stopped us with a smile so we could admire what he'd just found lying on the sidewalk, a gold ring with an inscription of 18K. So they smiled and told him congratulations on your lucky find but sad for whoever lost it and started off again on the stroll. Then he stops them once again to show us or show him them, I guess his attempt to put the ring on the finger sadly didn't fit him. So he had me stick out my hand so he could try. I think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, different point of views here. I need to stick with one so he could try it on. And what do you know it fit like a glove? So finally, he gestured to me that I could have it, and I thought, wow, what a nice guy. Still completely oblivious to the scam. So then they started to walk away, uh, them with a newfound treasure. Then he stopped them once again and requests a small payment for their generosity. So just 10 euros to buy a sandwich, and then they gave them, yeah, gave it to him, and then they tried to return re- the ring. But, oh, I guess they didn't. Yeah, they didn't give it to him. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm getting like switching point of views here. So they didn't give him the money because they realized they'd been had. These people seem pretty smart. So they tried to return the ring, but then he insisted that we keep it and ended up giving him two euro and keeping the ring as a memento of our first and hopefully only Parisian scam. So apparently this happens in a lot of the main areas. You got Eiffel Tower, Notre Dame, Louvre, and Montmartre. So simply knowing about the scam is pretty much all you need to know uh, on how to avoid it. So, ooh, we're going to go on to the friendship bracelet scam in Montmartre. We did experience this one, and guess what? We didn't walk away with a bracelet, so we are, yeah, chalk that up for a win. So visiting Montmartre is a must-do, obviously, in Paris, and if you are interested in learning more about Paris, this is a great way to do so because everything kind of can be pointed out from up there. You're on top of, like, a mountain, so you can see a lot of the landmarks. But up there, there's a lot of scammers. And one, and it's really busy. I mean, you'll see it. So one of the most common scams that takes place at Sacré-Cœur, um, it's such a fun word to say. Once you get to the bottom of the stairs, you will notice that a lot of people are wandering around with bracelets. They will approach you to try to sell you one. So far, there's nothing wrong with this. However, it's the way it's done that is questionable. So... They can be very persistent, and before you know it, they tie the bracelet around your wrist. The only way to remove it is by cutting it, which means you are left with no choice to pay it, other than to pay it. So just don't, I mean, the only thing is don't even make eye contact with them or just throw up your hand and say, nope, no thank you, you know, bracelet it out. I don't need any of them, but that's a huge, yeah, huge scam. So just avoid it by knowing about it. Okay, so a number, well, we can just get rid of the numbers. So the poor fellow drops some items trap. So this nasty scam happens to people um, when they ride the train from airport into town. So while sitting there, uh, this person was minding her own business. A man walked by and dropped seemingly uh, accidentally a box with small items, just some knickknacks that kind of spread all over the carrier floor. So 
My friend went, of course, ahead and helped pick up the belongings while she was doing so. An accomplice stole her purse that she was that she left unattended for. So don't ever leave your belongings unattended. If you are going to help somebody bring your stuff with you, this happens on trains, and you can see how that would be pretty easy. Okay, so this is the con, the cone game, Paris scam. So as you're walking around some of Paris's famous sites, you will see many street acts and street performances going on. Some are Genuine people trying to earn an honest wage, just like New York City, you know, you got Central Park. A lot of people doing really cool stuff. But uh, be cautious with this one because it's a trick that is also a well-known scam. So you will see one man with three cups and a ball underneath. There uh, are a bunch of them by Eiffel Tower, and then they're always on a blanket because they can just lift the blanket up and leave because it is illegal. Uh, it's called three-card Monty. It's called... I don't know, the ball and cup game. There's like a bunch of different things, but you will always lose. So you, if you see it, just don't play it. That's the biggest thing is don't play it. They're sleight of hand artists. They will, you'll always lose. Uh, even if you win once, you will lose eventually because they're going to get you to try to double your money down and all that stuff. So let's move on to cheap entrance ticket scams in Paris. So you'll find the swindle in Paris, often close to uh, exhibitions, fair trades, concerts, public transport stations, and events. So it's pretty simple. Someone approaches you and offers you an event ticket for a cheaper price. Typically, these tickets are already bought as group tickets that are cheaper in a bundle. Sometimes the tickets are just counterfeit or regarding metro tickets already used. So if in any case, don't uh, don't buy anything if it's not from a valid source. I mean, you're going to be wasting your money uh, because if it, even if the 50-50 chance that it's real, you're not going to be you're not going to be happy when you try to use it. And they're like, nah, you got scammed. So just don't. Yeah, buy from reputability, like reputable sources. So don't buy them from strangers, especially in another like another country. That's nuts. Okay, so the menu without prices trap. This is huge across Europe. So. When you go to these places like a gelato shop, um, all these different places, uh, what is it, like croissant shops, you've got macaroon shops. If they're, generally, you can just look them up and look at the reviews, and people have already called them out on it. But you can, you can absolutely get reamed on like Cokes and stuff. So always be sure to ask the price if it's not labeled. Um, because it's it's huge. I mean, and then you're on the hook for it. Usually they'll open the Coke for you and be like, oh, that's $15. And you're like, what the heck? And then, no, I don't want it. <laughs> you know, and then they'll be like, well, we already opened it. So yeah, don't do it. That's a big one. That's a huge one. Because that can really be a bummer because you feel like you, you've been had and you have to enjoy the thing that you had. Like you have to drink the Coke and stuff like that for 15 bucks. So um, let's move on. Tuk-tuk rides with hidden fees. So exploring a city in a tuk-tuk is fun, that's for sure. But um, to be on the safe side, always arrange your ride in advance through a trustworthy company. Um, Because once in Paris, you will notice tuk-tuks that are waiting in front of famous sites. And no matter how tempting it might be to take the occasion to get quickly and easily to your next sightseeing point, don't do it. While the tuk-tuk will mostly bring you to the destination, the price will absolutely astound you. I mean, you're talking like 20 euros a minute per person. So don't even, just don't take a tuk-tuk. I mean, there are probably some legitimate ones as we talked about. Uh, You're just going to have to do it through a reputable place. Don't just do one on the side. They're going to bully you into, um, you know, paying a crazy fee. Okay, so we already talked about the expired tickets at the metro station, so don't buy that. Uh, This one's apparently a new scam in 2023, 
But this has been happening in New York City and Chicago for God knows how long. Probably Vegas, too. But don't do it. Um, I mean, they can be a simple one-way ticket versus roundabout. They can be expired. They can like People just pick them up off the ground and try to sell them. So absolutely don't buy them secondhand. Definitely make sure you buy your tickets at the counter or a kiosk. All right, so the tips are required in France scams. So tipping in Paris is probably one of the topics that stirs up the most controversy on social media. Firstly, tipping is not obligatory in France, and neither is it utterly rude not to tip. But it's appreciated, obviously, of course. So waiters earn minimum wage like any other uh, employees in Paris and are not paid through tips like in the U.S., for example. If you want to tip, great that's amazing, but 10% is more than generous. So don't feel like you need to. Now about the scam. So some waiters in tourist areas try to take advantage of tourists from other countries with a big tipping culture. So instead of just letting you leave a tip or not as you please, they will outright ask you how much tip do you want to add? So some even go ahead and add the tip directly to your bill. That's scammy. That is no good. So yeah, it says if you ask supply, if you act surprised, they will try to make you believe that tipping is customary in Paris, and you are expected to do so. It is not point in case. So just you can tip absolutely, that's fine, but just make sure um, uh, make sure you're looking for some certain words on there, or just knowing this information is big. So um, service included means service compris, which is written on the bill. That means. Uh, that doesn't mean that a part of your bill goes to the server and tipping is unnecessary. So that doesn't mean that a, mar- that a part, I don't know, that seems really weirdly written. But yeah, look for service compri. So that's a big one. All right, um, let's see. Uh, we could talk about the metro station because we did take the metro station because you inevitably will if you're going to another country, uh, which we did. We went up to Amsterdam and... If you haven't looked up that, I have a whole thing on scams in Amsterdam. Check that one out. But we can talk about some of the scams that happen in the metro. So getting fined for having the wrong ticket in metros. If you don't have the correct t- metro ticket when being uh, when being controlled, you will have to pay a fine and there is no way to get around it. They will not listen to your excuse, don't care if you are a tourist, and they will not be empathetic with your specific situation. This applies if your ticket requires a photo in your name and if you... And you didn't add it. If you brought the wrong fare and also if you're trash, if you trash your ticket before leaving the station, the controllers are not targeting tourists. They target everyone. So that is something that is not a scam. So if you do, if you're fined for having the wrong ticket, that's not a scam. Okay, so getting fined for having your feet on the seat, that's another one that's not a scam. So if you are on a train, a metro, or a bus and your feet touch one of the seats, you'll have to pay a fine. Well, we had first class tickets, so we did not... Uh, that's nuts. So I don't act, I didn't know that. Uh, if you're, it is against the rules of transportation here again, it's not targeting tourists. It's, that actually seems pretty reasonable in my opinion. I mean, if they tell you not to do it, don't do it. And I know public transportation's terrible in a lot of these big cities in America. So it's good to see there's some, there's some actual rules. Okay. So asking to pay a fine in cash, that's also not a scam. So if you get caught without a ticket, or your feet on the seat, you pay your fine on the spot, even in cash. They are not pocketing it. It is just one way they know you can pay your fine. So they will probably tell you it's either pay 35 now or 65 later. This is not a scam also. Okay. So um, let's talk about some of the top tips to avoid falling for Paris scams. And then we can finish out the episode strong here. I hope you guys really have enjoyed this. It's It's a longer one than our normal ones, but this was also a bigger city, so we needed more time. 
Okay, so don't get distracted in crowd, crowded places, okay? So typical situations are when exiting the metro or looking for a street or a building. Know where you need to go beforehand. Google Maps works there just as well as it does anywhere else. So check your itineraries. And if you are unsure, find a more quiet place to check your map than the metro platform because that's where people are going to spot you. So keep your bags closed. That's another one. I know that sounds like an obvious thing, but definitely keep it closed. People's hands might be wandering. So ignore everyone that approaches you randomly. I mean, people in Paris, uh, Parisians are not come eager to come up to you and start talking. They're not. They're not eager to do it. There are some really nice ones, maybe in your hotel. Have a have a talk or two. We had plenty of great conversations, but not with random people on the road. Everyone's in a, you know in a hurry. Everyone's getting to their destination. Okay. So don't leave your bag or phone on a on a table or seat next to you, especially when eating or drinking outside. So put it um, on the ground or seat, but loop the shoulder strap through your leg or the chair or the arm, something like that. So don't accept anything from strangers. No rose, no ring, no ticket. That's huge. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I know I did. It's always fun to do these scam episodes, you know, because we're here at, tic- here at TikTok, here at Faked and on TikTok. Um... We are all about just giving people information about counterfeit products, scams, cons, all this kind of stuff, just to make sure that you can avoid them and have a good time. So I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.